Hello, welcome to Blaze Pod. My name's Ben. It's Monday, the nineteenth of August. Joining me is Andrew from Roy's View. From how you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm good as well. Uh, I, I sound much better today than I did yesterday. I think it's. Um, do you know? I, I did. I think I needed like I need like a pre-season for my voice. I think. Yeah. So I got about halfway through the um, Greasy Chip Butty song, and my voice just completely went. So I lasted about ten minutes of singing. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't speak after. I'm surprised how much better I sound today. To be fair, but yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, and we've we've scored two goals this season, and I've sustained a minor injury for each one after uh, <laughs> banging my head on the ceiling of. Um, of the, of the pub for Sharp's goal, and then uh, yeah, I've got to cut down my leg from, which I'm pretty sure is from when Lundstrom scored on the back of the seat. But I'm a, I'm a pretty tall bloke, so I, I kind of squish into the seats on the cop. Although actually, uh, I, I was delighted to see that everyone around me was stood up through the whole game. So yeah, same, yeah, exactly. That, I thought the the atmosphere were actually really good. To be fair, I mean, you expect it to be, but yeah, yeah, it, it was impressive. There were a few nervy moments I think where it went a little bit quiet but I think that's just part of the course and then that's going to happen yeah definitely we are of course talking about United's 1-0 win over Crystal Palace yesterday uh, a good performance uh, we, we're going to drill into in, in quite a bit of detail I think um, a very deserved win just uh, just yeah great great to get three points I mean look we've played two games we haven't lost one of them yet and uh, yeah we've scored two goals we've got four points took us Seven games last time we were in the Premier League to get our first win and to get up to that kind of points total as well. And we're, if if you take the uh, the forty point bar as like your uh, your bar for survival, ten percent of the way there, it's looking pretty yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, looking good. Yeah, this Premier League lark is it's quite easy, really, isn't it? Yeah, nothing yeah. to worry about at all. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, what was uh, so? What was your sort of general feelings on? Uh, I, I guess on the build up to the game because you know first it, it definitely had a. Uh, I don't know, not not like a big cup tie feel to it. It's probably the wrong way to put it, but you know, yeah. I think people were kind of justifiably buzzing in advance. Thought the atmosphere, as you said, was was good throughout, but you know, in, in the lead up to kick off and just the general kind of atmosphere around the ground, like heading into the game as always. Yeah, it just felt like everyone was like recognizing this is this is a big deal. You know, it's yeah. not it's not Man City or Liverpool, but first Premier League home game for twelve years. Like this is a big deal. I mean, what, how, what time did you get into the ground? Like, were a bit, cause we had got there literally as the the fires were going off. Oh, right. Like that. Yeah. So I missed like one of my friends lost his ticket. Mm. Um, he ended up finding it again. So we were we were actually a little bit late. So I I didn't see the build up other than the you know the players coming onto the pitch. Yeah, we, I think we got in just as um, just as the players had finished their warm up and were, were yeah. going into the tunnel. But um, yeah, it was sort of atmosphere kind of ramping up towards. Towards kickoff, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good, and as I say, the atmosphere kind of continued through the game as uh, uh, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to like not, I guess, understate how great it is to have these four points. I mean, you know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of games that we actually lose this season. I mean, you know, I, I think if we stay up, we'll probably still lose like eighteen to twenty games, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let's enjoy this one. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this was. I mean, would you agree this was a deserved win against Palace? I think so. I think, other than I think the first five minutes, I was out there thinking oh, these look. You know, they've got quality players. You can tell there's a little bit about them, but they, I don't think they did anything, did they? I mean, I've, I've seen the shots and stuff, and they've somehow got. Is it six on target or? Uh, it's so yeah. They had six shots in the game, uh, of which four were on target. Hilariously, they had more shots on target than us. Um, Which I just don't. I mean, obviously the one save from Henderson and the one that went straight at him, and I genuinely can't remember another one. Well, this is where uh, expected goals is kind of more valuable to look at than just shots on target because, uh, yeah, that was uh, Palace mustered 0.24 expected goals, which is just rubbish, frankly. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I think, yeah, you know, if, if you watch the game, you would be like, yeah, well, they basically didn't have a single chance. I mean, the only ones I can think of, uh, well, even having watched the extended highlights again, there was sort of a. A bit of a scuffed shot from Ben Teke in the first half that was like, yeah, of course, yeah, just, yeah, you know, absolutely piece of cake save for Henderson. Yeah. Um, there was that deflected Townsend one that you mentioned in the second half, which again was pretty comfortable save. I think you know he had to yeah. kind, of, kind of keep an eye on it, but but that was it. I mean, Palace had two shots inside the penalty area um, in the entire game, and one of those, in fact, was like from about seventeen yards out. You know, it was it was practically outside the area. 
Um, so we had 10 shots inside the box there too, 15 shots to six, and uh, yeah, 1.85 XG to 0.24. So it was just, I mean, we just, they, we didn't give them a sniff, did we? No, not at all, no. I think that the, the last 10 minutes or so, obviously, we I thought we sat deep a little bit. I'll get onto the negatives first, why not? <laughs> I thought we were probably a little bit too deep um, for, for too long, but I think it's completely understandable given the, the situation of the game and it being the first win and everything. Yeah. Other than that, I was weirdly calm, even in the last 10 minutes. I mean, even when we're playing teams and we're 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go, we've not had a shot, I'm sort of, oh, this is not over. Hmm. And I was quite chilled out. I don't know about you. Do you feel like that? Yeah, pretty much. I think a little bit caught, caught up in the moment, I think, of just like, mm. uh, you know, oh, if something. I think the thing with Palace is, certainly from what I saw last season, they have players who can kind of score a goal out of nothing, you know. Like thinking like uh, Townsend scored that ridiculous mm. volley at Man City last season. So I, I think if you were going to pick like a handful of teams to just score a goal out of nothing, having been rubbish the whole game, they would probably be one of them. But yeah, as you say, I mean, we just we just held them, you know, at, at bay really, really easily. Essentially, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to underplay the effort of our defending, but it wasn't. It wasn't hugely backs to the wall stuff, was it? It wasn't. No, like it wasn't. A... I mean, like I said, the last ten minutes or so, we were deep, but like mm. it wasn't last gas challenges and you know last no. dish headers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly that. They they didn't have us under pressure. Yeah, you know, all right, they didn't have many shots, but also it wasn't like crosses coming in from everywhere and yeah, we're like digging out these clearances and blocks and stuff. They just they just didn't really have a clue, did they? I mean, no. Yeah, which is quite satisfying, I think, because, you know, we, we'd, we'd justify them. I, yeah, I don't want this to get kind of underplayed either. Palace were, last season, one of the best away teams in the league. I think um, I think I saw this earlier, they won seven of their last ten uh, Premier League away games. You know, they kind of perfectly set up to play away from home, and I think that was kind of that was kind of the pre-match view as well, wasn't it? You know, yeah. sort of like, you know, if, if Sheffield United are going to play their crazy overlapping centre-backs, we're just going <laughs> to just going to kill them on the break um but now i love that i love the fact that the goal i don't want to get too far in front but the goal was from an overlapping center back after <laughs> all the talk of how it won't work and you know yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, let, yeah let's just run through the uh the events of the game then i suppose so, i mean the first the, well an obvious starting point went with the same team and same formation as uh as last week which uh again was a bit of a surprise i think um yeah definitely i think the general feeling was that we were going to go with uh freeman starting as a 10 uh, and go back to our sort of standard formation but no john lundstrom's still out there still the uh the uh the flat three in midfield um which we can talk about in some more detail before we is that a surprise to you as well? Massive surprise, yeah. And I, again, I thought that maybe last week was the peak of Lundstrom, if you know what I mean. That's the sort of game, mm. you know, away from home, gets around, puts his body. He's obviously got on the ball as well. I, I thought but it did seem a little bit negative. Um, but to be fair, you know, it, it, I don't want to go, ahead, you know, jump ahead or anything, but... I'm only writing him off. Basically, I'm only writing him off. Basically, from the seasons previous, he deserved to keep his place based on the Bournemouth performance. Mm. All the same, I I agree with that. But all the same, I do think I, I did think in advance like we'll just have a different player. You know, we said it, didn't we, last time? You know, like it was probably a horses for courses type player. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it turns out uh, turns out the course is you need a, a midfielder who's going to be aggressive and tackle and get in mm -hmm. the box and score. And yeah, it was a. Really good showing from him, which, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to in some more detail in yeah. a minute. Um, I, I think in the first half, I, I don't I don't think... I think it's a stretch to say that we looked overawed, but I, we didn't have much of a foothold in the game, did we? I didn't no. think, you know, they had... I, I guess they had fairly comfortable uh, possession through most of it without doing anything at all, to be honest. I mean, there was that Benteke shot that I mentioned. Um, but, yeah, we... We only really, I think we were kind of restricted to shots on the on the counter. Really, I, yeah, I can't think yeah. of too many, too many chances. I mean, you know, we were we were playing well. I thought, you know, when we had the ball, we weren't. It wasn't like we were sloppy with possession or anything like that. And you know, some good touches from uh, Robinson and McGoldrick. Um, I think a bit of a turning point was actually Fleck going off injured. Yeah, I wrote um, that down myself here. Actually, yeah, I'm just staring at that now. I think. Whether the game would have changed anyway for the state, I'm not sure. But Freeman coming on definitely gave us that, especially on the counter attack. Just that yeah. person to run with the ball, which he did several times. I mean, there was mm. one, um, yeah, there was one like we picked it up really quite deep in our half, and then he carried it forward, and then sort of played this chipped ball to Robinson, who uh, yeah. 
No, it was a, a, a fairly decent effort, I suppose, but but well mm. uh, well over and wide. He controlled it well, just obviously snatched it a little bit when the shot came in. Yeah, but... which is kind of understandable, you know, you're on the yeah. counter attack, want to take it early, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's funny though, isn't it, that, um, you know, flex injury kind of, I, I don't know, I don't think it changed things tactically, did it? Because Freeman was still playing as like a, a left side of yeah. central midfielder, he was still playing like a... Uh, like a number eight, which actually is food for thought going forward. If he can, um, you know, if he can do the sort of defensive side of that. Uh, as, well, when as Flake, well as Flake. Got, obviously got injured, I thought Osborne was going to come on. I thought mm. that would be the, 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 you know, the, the straight swap sort of thing. So I was quite surprised when Freeman came on. Yeah, but yeah, I think that um, I think it made us look better. I think it gave us something else because, as much as I like Fleck, I do think Freeman is a more dynamic player. Mm-hmm. Is is I mean Fleck is pretty good at dribbling the ball, but uh, yeah, I, I think Freeman's a bit more. Uh, I guess he combines some of Fleck's quality with some of Duffy's quality, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's always going to go down well in my book. I think. Um, yeah, he worked really hard, and he came back, and as you said, it weren't he wasn't playing in the Duffy role as such. He mm-hmm. he was playing the Fleck role, but as you said, like Duffy, you know? yeah, quite. Um, I, then we had like the one big chance of the half. Uh, United had two big chances in the game. Uh, it won't you won't need me to tell you what the other one was, but the first one was uh, Lundstrom wins attack, dispossesses. I think it's Van Arnold, Van Arnholt yeah. who kind of dawdles on it. Uh, Lundstrom wins it. Quick interchange with Robinson, and then a fantastic cross. Um, which uh, yeah. do, do you sit on the cop as well? No, I'm on the other side, but right. I um, th- th- obviously I've seen it back as well. Um, the-, the tackle itself is is brilliant. You know, obviously the guy's dawdling on it and stuff, but mm. the aggression to get it and then to put in that cross, and it's not the first time he's done that cross. He did t- two brilliant balls last week, didn't he? Across the area, he should have three assists. To yeah, be honest. he should. Um, yeah, I was looking at the uh, sort of expected assist table for. Uh, so this is for the Premier League <laughs> overall, and uh, yeah, expected assists. It goes De Bruyne. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Riyad Mahrez, John Lundstrom. The big four. <laughs> the big four, <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, he should really have three assists. I mean, that was a that was a perfect cross. and It, it, it wasn't, was a brilliant ball, yeah. It was, and it, it wasn't like, a, oh, all you need to do is roll it across the penalty area. It was like he fizzed it across a defender, like in the, the, you know, the, the supposed corridor of uncertainty between goalkeeper and defence, and unfortunately, McGoldrick just, uh, just messed it up. It just, like, it, it kind of... Uh, you know, if you're being like generous, it sort of bounced up and hit him on the shin. But uh, he's got to do better there, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, I mean, anywhere other than where he put it, and it's a goal. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that, really. I don't know if you watched Match of the Day too. They, the commentator on that, I don't know if it was Guy Malbury, seemed to think that he didn't know much about it. But hmm. I think he's letting him off a bit there. To be I, fair, I think he is. I think he. I mean, it's not like the ball deviated or anything, is it? I no, mean, no. Yeah, this. <sighs> I have no evidence for this, but I always feel with Goldrick, the easier the chance, the less likely he is to score. It's very, he missed very a lot last unfair. season, didn't he? He did miss he, a lot of good chances last season. He did. He also scored a few tap-ins, and yeah. uh, he scored some absolute uh, phenomenal goals as well. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't worry me too much, but, I mean, he probably should have a couple of goals by now. And, you know, yeah. I, I kind of get this argument um, that uh, we need to be more clinical in the Premier League, I mean, that yeah, kind of goes without saying. But then, you know, as always with McGoldrick, he brings so much more to the table. But yeah, again, just that's the issue. You, you know, if that's Billy Sharp, that's one nil straight off. But you know, everything else that McGoldrick gives you, Billy Sharp doesn't give you. So it's a tricky one, isn't it, to to weigh up? But he should have scored. But his talents are really elsewhere, which is weird yeah. for a striker. You know, no, it's, it is. I mean, he's yeah. dropping deep and linking and stuff, isn't it? So absolutely, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at his uh, his combined xG across the season. It's 1.2, which puts him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seventh um, among all players. Mm. Uh, and he's the only one that hasn't scored a goal. Uh, so, so everyone else has got two, three, one, four, two, four so far. Yeah, I think Jay put a tweet up actually, didn't he? Uh, last season, uh, I think he was number one, weren't he, in the in the XG list? Uh, the under, uh, yeah, underperformance, I think. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm not sure if it, uh, if he got closer to it at the end of the season, but certainly yeah. for, a, for a good while he was he was massively underperforming. But um, yeah, so that, that was a massive chance, and it was a proper head in hands moment. Um, Fortunately, uh, we took our next chance, which is the Lundstrom goal. And uh, yeah, you, you touched on it there. The overlapping centre-back. Never going to work. Never going to work. I, I love this goal. I've watched it loads of times. It's such such a beautiful team move. I mean, yeah. the interchange between the players is so fast and so like inch perfect. Like Everything's perfectly weighted. I mean, 
it, it sounds stupid, but it, it's one of those like, oh, if Man City had scored that, everyone would like be talking about yeah, it a lot. Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that post I put out today with the neutral fans view. Mm. Um, and like Man City fan put something like, oh, Sheffield United are basically just Stoke from when. I, I just don't <laughs> see it when you see a goal like that. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to win goal of the month or anything like that, but it, you can tell there's a it's genuine talent there. It were a proper yeah. a proper goal, weren't it? It was, and and the. Um... The sort of rotation of of players in unfamiliar positions. I mean, yeah, Jay put a, a a screenshot out, and you've got at the start of that move, you've got McGoldrick in what is the left back spot. You've got O'Connell on the left wing, and you've got Ender Stevens as a centre forward. Yeah, and that's like that's as the move begins. It's not like that. It's you know, it's not like it's unfolded and the players have bombed forward. It's like everybody's sort of rotated round. And it's yeah, this is you know the the case for the defence of McGoldrick is he has the ability to like drop into the halfway line, yeah, play it to O'Connell who then goes on a little run, um, and then it just like again, you know, I, the ability of O'Connell to just I mean it looks like nothing, nothing really, you know, just like a twenty yeah. yard ball straight into feet um, of Stevens, but that isn't easy. There's not many central defenders that can do that. On the run, I don't think. No, Danny Murphy picked it out yesterday, and and you know he said that it's not just about the overlapping centre halves. Obviously, it's the quality as well. It's exactly. the quality that they play it with, and that little sort of whatever it was, like a bit of movement from Freeman for the shot. That that was beautiful to watch. That yeah, that was that was really it was quite stunning that actually because you sort of just you know we've obviously obviously watched these kind of rotations in the you know around the edge of the penalty area mm. where you know where it goes into Fleck into Duffy out to O'Connell out to Stevens this kind of thing we, we, we're quite familiar with it but mm. yeah the sudden the first touch from from Freeman so yeah O'Connell goes into Stevens who first times it to Freeman and then if you watch uh, I think it's um I think it's Joel Ward is the right back in it but he yeah, yeah. he literally ends up spinning 360 degrees because it's like where the hell is this ball going and Freeman just <laughs> knocks it past him it's as though Freeman's been like sprinting for 100 meters or something and, and yeah. Ward's just stood still he flies past him uh, I, I guess it was I think he was trying to find Robinson with a cross wasn't he rather than shooting yeah with like a cross shot weren't it yeah, yeah uh, keeper pushes it out and, and who's there but everybody's favourite John Lundstrom to uh, smash it into the net um, good finish I think you know, yeah it's, very it, good it's I harder than it looked I, I thought it was him when it went in I thought but that you're never quite sure at the, the moment and then obviously it came out I was absolutely delighted it was Lundstrom who, who got that chance as well even last season and the season before he was probably out of all our midfielders he's the one who got in the box weren't he more mm-hmm. than more than Fleck and uh, Norwood and Coops before him I think he got four or five goals in his first season didn't he or something like yeah, that yeah I believe he was a top scoring midfielder that year actually um, and, he, that's, and he is good at that he, he's he times his runs well. You know, he's got. I think he's got more of a goal-scoring instinct than uh, Fleck and Norwood. Yeah, I think so. It's just like, just. I mean, I think. Yeah, we, we've always sort of thought he's like quite, um, quite athletic. You know, good engine type player. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sometimes the sort of the composure, I suppose, has, has been kind of lacking. But yeah, I mean, well, we could talk. Just jump in here and, and talk about Lundstrom. But I mean. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that he's been our best player in the first two games. I mean, as I mentioned he should have had three assists already. Uh, you know, he's created three very, very good chances, which McGoldrick has contrived to somehow fail to score any of them. <laughs> um, obviously got the goal himself yesterday. Uh, he had 17 out of 19 passes completed in the attacking third, which is most for United. Five out of six tackles, which was most for United as well. And I love where these tackles took place. I mean... Uh, yeah, I tweeted this yesterday. We won six tackles in Palace's half. Three of them were by Lundstrom. Um, mm. So, you know, obviously that is a, a great place to win a tackle because you turn over possession and suddenly you're, you're in on the other team. And that's what we saw with the McGoldrick chance. But, yeah, you know, that's just such a... I think, yeah, combining that uh, kind of defensive work with attacking creativity as well. I mean, you just have to tip your hat to it, basically. I think he's been... I think he's been outstanding. I, I didn't. Wa- I didn't want him to play in either of these games. <laughs> it's just, just yeah, yeah. Just because I think we have better players, um, or you know, I, I thought we had better players. If you like, I, I yeah, would be surprised and impressed if anybody played as well as he had done in those two games. You know, it was. It was well, we talked about it before. Uh, you and I talked about it separately, um, saying how he was 
more or less flawless against Bournemouth. I think it was like yeah. it was something it, like no no pass was it no pass as he misplaced so it was something like four out of four yeah four sorry, out of forty yeah. or something like that. And he had, as I say, create the two big chances against Bournemouth as well. You're yeah. like yeah, that's that's basically almost perfect. Like all right, and I thought that's as good as it gets for him. I have to admit, mm-hmm. and I thought he trumped that performance yesterday. Yeah. By, not by far, but you know, but I think he would. He was far better yesterday. Yeah, and I think obviously we all, we all wanted to do well because then the team will do well. But it is still, it's nice, isn't it? You know, it is a player that we, as as we literally just said, you know, we we don't we didn't really want him in the team because we think there's probably would anyone more... have been surprised if he'd have gone out on loan? Really? No, no. I, I, and all. here he is starting, scoring most assists. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have him down. Like, if you go back to the start of the season, I would say he is. Uh... Sixth choice midfielder, like with Besic, yeah. with Os- I'd, have, I'd have put him behind Besic, Osborne, obviously Fleck, Norwood, um, Freeman, Morrison, uh, and Morrison as well when he's fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now maybe even like... Basham. I mean, Basham yeah, obviously got the nod against Leeds, didn't he, last season? Yeah, which you know, all signs point to that being you know a more trusted choice for that kind of role. Yeah, but no, he's he's been brilliant. I mean, it was sort of said it a bit jokingly on Twitter but you know you have this thing where people say um, oh you know some players will just do better in the league above with and it seems like John Lundstrom might actually be one of them weirdly I can't really work it out yet what sort of how why he's playing so much better I, his game does seem to have changed he definitely looks more fit I think hmm. I think he's all over the place he's always been aggressive but I think he's in the last two games it's been more channeled you know I, I, he used to give a bit you know the odd bad fouls away and mm. needless sort of free kicks. And I, I don't know if it's sort of suiting him that we're, you, you do get more time on the ball. I can't really work it. Have you noticed anything from... I think... Uh, well, I think a couple of things. We've played with a... We have played in a sort of flat three for quite a bit of pre-season, I think, or on mm. occasions. Obviously, Norwood... Uh, excuse, excuse me, Lundstrom has played a lot of pre-season, so he's going to be, you know... He's going to be up to pretty much peak fitness, I think. Yeah. Um, as I said, he's a pretty athletic guy anyway. I mean, I think it might just be... You know, he has this kind of defined role on the on the right side of the three in midfield, and he's had a whole pre-season working with first-team players, presumably mm. on the understanding of... Uh, Mate, you're going to be starting these first two games, so uh, get used to you know where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do, when when you're supposed to go and press the ball, when you're supposed to dribble forward, when you're supposed to get in the box, all this kind of thing. So, I mean, it, it might simply be just a natural evolution and improvement in his, I guess, tactical awareness, but ability as well. I mean, you know, he's he's still only 25, which is not yeah. you know it's not ancient for a footballer. That's still into. Um, still into room for development kind of territory. And, yeah, we've seen players improve under Wilder. I mean, Stevens was the classic one last season. Mm. Um, uh, Coots is an obvious one as well, I suppose. Um, from from what we, you know, pre-Wilder Coots yeah. to uh, the next two years was ridiculous improvement. So it happens. Maybe he, I mean, I hope, I hope this is exactly what it is. He's just uh, he's just improving as a footballer and he's, yeah, he's, he's stepping up to the plate. I love it. He's got to play next week, hasn't he, really, against Leicester. He's, he's got to be, and I never thought I'd say that, but I'd pick him. <laughs> I think well, I think you have to now. I, I, yeah. You know, injury injury permitting, I suppose. I mean, obviously, there's nothing to uh, nothing picked up from his perspective there. So no. yeah, I think you would have to. Yeah. So yeah, great great performance from him. Very very uh, impressive to see. Um, I mean, it's a cliche. It, it is like a new signing if he carries on these performances. Yeah, uh, they're like a bonus signing. Yeah. Cause, I yeah. Mean, yeah, we were thinking, oh, Bessic would be the man to come into there, but <laughs> suddenly, uh, suddenly the shirt is probably uh, belongs to Lundstrom, I suppose. I mean, on the view from I did today with the neutral fans, Man United fans said their number seven looks handy. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. <laughs> they want him instead of Pogba, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want swap actually. No? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that put us ahead. That was about the forty seventh minute, I think. Um, Palace continued to just do very little. We had a. O'Connell had a header from a corner, uh, which was a a well recycled ball by Basham. I don't know if you remember this. I think we. I, I thought he'd over it actually. Yeah, I thought we did as well. Um, it's funny. I watched the Shoreham View uh, vlog earlier. The second <laughs> yeah. Basham hits it, you can hear, <laughs> you can hear someone call him something quite uncomplimentary. Yeah, like a few groans. I think I I would groan as well myself. <laughs> to be oh, yeah. Yeah. In in the defence of that commenter, it's not the best view from the cop at that end. No. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's this like first time loop ball to the back stick, and uh, yeah, O'Connell got up well, forced a, uh, another good save from the keeper. Uh, then Townsend had the deflected shot, 
uh, Robinson went off. Well, I thought he was injured, but I've seen today uh, it was just a bit of fatigue, apparently. Um, yeah, I think I'd have made that change anyway at that point, to be fair. Yeah, so McBurney comes on. Uh, I thought McBurney did did well. I mean, he just he just looks like a classic number nine, don't he? Just yeah, just, absolute nuisance, weren't they? Yeah, just chasing everything. Um, I think he, you know, he, he probably. I'm not actually sure he did win a free kick, but certainly should have done a couple of times. There's one where he. Yeah, there's, there's I think a, he may, arguably could have. I don't know if you were in the area. You know, with a high boot. It was just outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that was not a foul because uh, yeah, you, you can't. You generally can't lift your foot that high, whether you make contact or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was a bit surprising. Uh, he had a header over the bar from a corner as well, um, but that was really the last chance for either side of the game. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's seven minutes of injury time, which seemed what, a lot. What, why? I don't. I still don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, I think my brother caught like a glimpse of the the board before he put it up, and he was like, "It's either one minute or seven minutes." <laughs> like, well, it can't be one minute, but also no. it can't be seven minutes either. And yeah, he actually. No, what after said he thought Lundstrom were getting subbed. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we're just going to take him off and not bring anyone on. Yeah. <laughs> um, some some fans would have probably been happy with that a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, yeah, and we just saw the game out comfortably. I mean, Jagielka came on uh, for McGoldrick in uh, in injury time. Um, we kept a back three and moved Basham into midfield. Uh, my moment of the game came from this. I absolutely loved this. There was sort of, I can't remember who it was, but it was a, a Palace player out on the left and he he sort of beat Jagielka to the ball um, and it looked like he was in to cross on the edge of the area. And then Basham just nips round him. You know, just it was a proper he's behind you kind of moment. Just yeah, because nip- I worried then. That's the only time that I, my, my sort of, you know, I, I gulped a little bit when I obviously he went, because it looked like I didn't see Basham come in. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy sort of paused because he was like, right, I've beaten Jagielka now to just get my head up and pick out a cross. And yeah, it's, it's just a sneak attack from, from Bash and he nicks it away. Well, is it clear? And then a fist pump to the cop. And yeah, yeah my mate stood up that. after that like a like a proud father giving high fives out, like my <laughs> man Bash. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was beautiful to see. And yeah, ball trickles out for a, a goal kick not long after and a full-time whistle goes and great scenes. Felt mm. like a, it, it's just so... It, I mean, it is a cliche, but it's so important to get that first win. I think yeah. I think for any team... But particularly a newly promoted team, just to show like Angabat, we we belong at this level, and there's our first three points. And yeah, it was just yeah. uh, it was I, a beautiful I'm glad moment. as well that not many people left. The, the, the ground were pretty full, weren't it? Even after yeah. full time. Yeah, I know. Yes, uh, everyone's still singing and stuff. As like the players are, are going around, and yeah, it was good. I saw uh, Zahar got a little bit of a. I don't know if he got a bit of stick from his own fans. He, he was in a bit of a huff, I think, as he... As yeah, he I, mean, I, I know we booed him off, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, he seemed to be pointing that way, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That was that was the events of the game. And, uh, yeah, let's let's kind of drill into a few um, a few of the talking points. Well, we're, we already talked about Lundstrom, who, uh, yeah, won man of the match via... The uh, some, somewhat slightly dubious, and mm-hmm. I always find the uh, in the stadium man of the match thing to be a bit bizarre. To be honest, it's like it's just whoever scored, and if no one scored, get goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but no, I, I I won't argue with him being man of the match. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we, we just talked about Zahar, but I, I think we should uh, talk about that in more detail. Um, obviously, they're. Uh, as close to a talisman as you will see for a team um, in the Premier League in terms of like how much they depend on him for yeah. goals, chances. Um, obviously, he had this transfer request stuff just for the deadline. Um, he was on the bench in the first game, uh, started in this one as I expected he would. Um, looked dangerous, but we dealt with him so, so well, I thought. Yeah. I mean, did you? was there ever any point where you were like, oh, Zahar's got the ball, we're in trouble here? The first five minutes, and I don't know if this was just me expecting him to be good. I was, we did seem to have two or three round him, and I thought that could, you know, cause problems. But after that, I, he didn't really do anything, did he? I mean, there were a few runs and a few twists and turns. But again, Danny Murphy pointed out last night. Every time he had the ball, two people were at him straight away. Not just him, you know, the other players as well. And I watched the game back uh, on Sky, and uh, Alan Smith said. Palace have just not got it forward to their danger men, or should I say danger man, which sort of mm. <laughs> sums up Palace, doesn't it, from 
you know, by all accounts. It does. It does. But yeah, I, I just love that um that intensity of uh you know, say Basham will go out to him and if he gets past Basham then oh look is is Baldock is he's basically yeah. just coming behind you, nips the ball away. I mean yeah, only so Zahar attempted seven dribbles and only two of them were successful, and one of those was on the halfway line. So we just did such a good job. I, I loved, I loved seeing that how aggressive we were in terms of you know we weren't like diving into tackles on him or anything like that. But it was like if you're going that way, my mate's going to come and take the ball. Yeah, and and you're not getting past all of us. I mean, again, second game running, and again, it's a bit of a Premier League cliche, but. A lot of soft fouls, I thought. I mean, yes, we were, you know, kind of aggressive in pressing the ball and, and, you know, trying to make tackles and stuff, but so many soft free kicks again. And, yeah, once again... Like I said, when I got these views today, a lot of people are saying we were really aggressive. So maybe maybe it's just that's just the way the Premier League's gone at... I've no idea, because I was exactly the same as you, thinking, what, what, why is he, you know, why is he blown for that? But Mm. It's just, I mean, players just go down at the slightest contact, don't they? I mean, I Mm. actually... I actually thought Benteke did all right in the first half um, in terms of like, you know, winning a few headers, but mainly winning free kicks. I mean, yeah, it's so frustrating. There's one, um, is it the first half or it might be? Yeah, I think it is. It is the first half. Yeah. And like he basically just runs in front of Egan and falls over and the ref gives a free kick. And, you know, nobody like nobody bats an eyelid, really, because it's like, well, that's just the Premier League. But it's like, well... But it shouldn't be a foul, should it? I mean, yeah. he, he hasn't done anything. It's just Ben Tickets basically ran in front of him and fallen over. So, yeah, that was frustrating. I, I don't I don't think the referee was bad. In fact, this is some, a, a point I wanted to make, actually. Um, I didn't think the referee was bad, but uh, I think it's important that we act like he was bad during yeah. the game as fans. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm... You know, there's things like uh, you know Stevens had that shot in the first half, didn't it? And it hit um, it hit one of the defenders on the elbow. Never a penalty. <laughs> was I screaming for a penalty? Of course I was. Of course, yeah, was yeah, I, was I Booing the ref for not giving it. Yeah, and I think you know, it's I think it's important. We saw it a couple of times last season with um, particularly around Christmas, didn't we? The Derby game was incredible. Game. I really do think that changed the entire atmosphere for the mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. I think that was the first game that season that, apart from the Wednesday game, where everybody was so like in you because the anger was so and then obviously the Blackburn was the one after weren't it the, yeah. and obviously Basham got sent off uh, you know unlucky to say the least there mm. and that sort of it was like a cauldron of noise and I, I agree with you completely we we should just start slagging refs off constantly <laughs> yeah so no offence David Coote uh, you know, I, I hope you don't take it personally I actually thought you did quite well um, yeah you know a few a few strange decisions or soft decisions aside I suppose but you know I, yeah I think it's I think it's important we, we'll want to have a hostile atmosphere at Bramall Lane you know I don't know how much of a difference that actually makes and it the answer is probably no difference at all if you're Man City or Liverpool or Spurs or yeah, something like that yeah. but you know, it could just be a, a marginal thing that swings a, a decision in our favour that intimidates a, a player. I mean, you have to say, I, I don't want to, I don't want to read too much into just watching ninety minutes of Palace, but they didn't really look up for it, did they? You know, no, very... I, I was really surprised when they went one 0 down. I, I'm expecting them to really go at us, and for even just for ten, fifteen minutes, and it just never really happened, did it? No, and I, again, not to read too much into ninety minutes, but I would be a little bit worried if I were them. I mean, we talked about it last week you know their recruitment is in the summer is not inspiring I mean yeah. the other one of James MacArthur James yeah McCarthy. one of them came off didn't and came on and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary Cahill you know fine I guess um, but yeah you look at their striking options and I mean they're so reliant on Zahar I mean mm. AU is, is is you know I would say a mediocre striker at this level at best. Connor Wickham, exactly the same. Benteke's goal record in, in recent years, um, he had one really good year for Palace, I think, but then the last couple of years, it's been shocking. And yeah, they they don't create good chances. They're, they're kind of relying on, on Townsend, Zahar to, to do some magic. And I wonder you know, if they're planning for January, if Zahar goes, which he probably will, I wonder if they've got you know targets lined up to, to bring in in January up from... Maybe... It's a long way away, though, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. Because I, I, I do exactly the same. If I were a Palace fan, I mean, they don't seem that concerned. They all say, "Oh, it's the worst we've played." Which everyone we ever beat is the worst they've ever played, isn't it? So, yep. but uh, they seem to think they're going to get better and better. And I don't see how that team playing like that. I just don't see. I don't see if Zahar's not firing or if his head's not right or anything. I don't see how they're creating any chances. Yeah, they've had the. I saw this earlier. Uh, the lowest amount of shots from. 
uh, all the teams that have played two games so far. And, Don't surprise uh, me at all. Yeah, obviously haven't scored a goal. Um, I mean, Henderson, I, it felt to me, yesterday's win felt a lot like uh, some of our games from last season against the kind of um, top teams in the championship where it's like... I said exactly that. I said exact phrase myself at the match. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of like, our defence is so good that we're not going to give up many chances. And you know we're always going to create two or three really good ones. Mm. We're not going to pepper the opposition goal with shots because that's not what we do. We're going to create a couple of chances and we'll probably take at least one of them. And we'll hold out because that's what we do. Our defence yeah. is really good. And yeah, I think that's, you know, again, we, we sort of talked about that as the reason why we think we can stay up is is the value of our great defence. And mm. yeah, we have the... Um, I think out of all the teams who have played two games, we have the third lowest expected goals against in the league. So, all right, obviously we haven't played Liverpool, and you know, we, yeah. I think it's it's not been the hardest of starts. Although you know, Bournemouth have gone and, uh, and won at Villa Park on, yeah, on yeah. Saturday. Um, so yeah, that's that's you know a really good start from us defensively, and it just shows that uh you know a, a defense that was great in the championship is going to be good against mid-table premier leagues as, sides as well so yeah encouraging and i think it'll take a lot of confidence because as i said towards the end we obviously did sit back and they were natural nerves we were oofing it anywhere you know a couple of times and thing i think that'll soon be you know once the confidence comes and like we we do belong here yeah. i think we'll get even better to be honest yeah i mean uh yeah just going back to palace i mean yeah, it is funny these comments. <laughs> Every team that we beat, well, that's the worst we've played for about. So, Almost the same last week. Twenty-three teams last season. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't one of the view froms with the uh, with Palace that is the poorest they've played since they got promoted. I'd written yeah, that down. yeah, um, yeah. Our worst performance since promotion, and they only just managed to win. They're fighting. They're fighting for survival. That's for sure. Nothing about them, you know. <laughs> just those we're fighting for survival. The thing is, I think from what I got from the neutrals view as well is people think that's going to be us every week. You know, getting stuck in hard. You know, defending for us. Like, and we all know that that's not, we're we're better than that. We again, I said like Bournemouth last week was seven out of ten. Probably a little bit better this week, but we can definitely get better and better, and I expect us to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that is what is quite exciting, I guess. Is mm. um, <clears throat> excuse me, we've you know we're still only starting one of our signings, and that's mm-hmm. obviously Robinson. And yeah, Morrison and Musa aren't even on the bench yet. It's all the signs are that this this team, you know, we can get better as the players, you know. I, I presume that we signed most of those players and spent that money because we believe that they are better than what we had originally or they yeah. will become better than what we had originally. Otherwise, you know, why bother spending that money, I suppose? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and again, this is why I think the defence is such a big deal because it just gives us it gives us a chance. You know, if we just keep teams to zeros and ones every week, which I think I genuinely think we will do against a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. We're all going to have a chance to pick up points most weeks and... Yeah, if you just if if as you say you factor in as you know getting better, getting more confident, having the uh, I guess the I don't know the the confidence to be more aggressive in games in terms of you know getting the centre backs forward more that kind of thing. Maybe maybe going away from the midfield three and having a number ten. Then yeah, it's uh, you know it feels like we're we're not seeing the full potential of this side yet. I no, think. I think we can play better, and I don't mean that as a disrespect to the the performance yesterday. We're delighted with it, but. I didn't get the feeling. Oh, we like I said last week uh, when we played Liverpool on the first game of the season under Warnock, and I realize even then you think you, we can't put this effort in every week. It can't be like this every week. I don't think we were anywhere near it full tilt yesterday. No. Although that said, I did think our work rate was excellent. Oh yeah, work. But I think we're always going to get that. I mean, people True. seem to think we were just run, like again the neutral comments. Are they running around like headless chickens? It's the first mm. game. We played like that all last season, you know. But the, the work rate has always been there. You only have to look at the Leeds game away or yeah. um, the uh, Norwich away when we got hammered for the first twenty minutes. So, and then we came back, and yeah, that's not an unusual performance. No, indeed. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, it, you know it, it kind of is a, a tick against our pre-season as well. I think you know, particularly compared to previous seasons, you know, we we're right up to speed. You know, there's no yeah. slow start. The, all right, the the results uh, absolutely speak to that. But, 
you know, the, there's no way you can say that we don't deserve at least four points from the first two games. No, no. You have to be a properly blinkered Wednesday <laughs> fan, probably. Yeah. To, to say that. Yeah, I mean, they're what, saying that we've got easy fixtures, which is weird, isn't it? We always get easy. We must be luckiest side, in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I was thinking the same about them, actually. But, uh, yeah. They still managed to lose to Millwall, <laughs> Um Anyway, uh, yeah, so I thought the work rate was was really impressive, and it's just—I mean, it's it's easy to get behind that as a fan in it, you know, when you see everybody like <clears throat> crunching into tackles and mm. chasing stuff down. Yeah, McBurney comes on and he's just like hairing around the place and you know sticking his head in where it hurts and all this. It's it's great in it, and and then when yeah. you combine that with the you know the quality of the football, I mean, I'm gonna say, I mean, we had that under Warnock last time, the aggression and stuff, but we've definitely got more quality this time. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean. There's a couple of a couple of moments of uh, of skill that we definitely have to have to call out. I mean, what about that from Ender Stevens on the left wing? You, I would just you... like I, would, I think I just stood there open mouthed. Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it was magnificent, even from a distance, and he, you know, the crowd reaction like, oh, is he just sort yeah. of pirouettes I think God, away from that guy? And he said Maradona would have been proud of it, which sums it up. <laughs> it's actually the, when I got to see the sort of close-up replay of it it's even better because he does a little drag back sort of behind his own foot as well doesn't he and then he does yeah. the, uh, the 360 and uh yeah just unfortunately can't quite pick out the uh the ball over to the far side but yeah that's our left back just uh, yeah just, just it, yeah. rocking that bit of skill showing no quality again <laughs> <laughs> yeah um oliver norwood uh what did you think to his performance yesterday i gave him the man of the match after the game um looking back I, I, I probably won't change it to be fair. I thought it was fa- mm-hmm. I thought second half he were brilliant, not just in his passing. I, I don't remember him giving the ball away at all, really. Mm-hmm. But his tenacity and his work rate and getting around and G and the P. I thought it were brilliant yesterday. He looked every bit of Premiership midfielder. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It was one of those actually. I sort of the more I thought about it after the game because yeah, Lundstrom kind of gets the headlines yeah. in terms of like he scored the goal and you know there's a little bit of a feel good story there as well, isn't there? Obviously, yeah. Uh, underdog story, if you like. Um, but yeah, Norwood, he uh, obviously has set-piece details, so this helps, but uh, created more chances than Crystal Palace. I think it's, uh, <laughs> five to three, I think it was. Um, 41 out of 50 passing, which is good. But the the main thing for me, when I look at the pass map on uh, StatZone, um, I tweeted this out yesterday because um, I'm a nerd and I was... <laughs> Had nothing better to be doing at eleven o'clock at night, obviously. Um, but his passes are—they're like all over the pitch. You know, sometimes you see, if you look at a player like uh, Jorginho for um, for Chelsea last season, you know, all his all his passes are kind of condensed into this this sort of middle third, and he, he doesn't really get anything towards the edge of the penalty area. But if you look at the pass map for Norwood, it's it's everywhere. It's it's obviously you know some of it's on the edge of our box when he's dropping deep to kind of start moves. A lot of it, like going out to the right wing or on the right wing, it's on the left wing. In fact, he created two chances from that kind of uh, left half space that you normally see Duffy kind of occupying. But yeah. some of his switches of play as well were absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, I hope everyone's seen it again now. United's uh, Twitter accounts put it out, but that that ping of a through ball, um, yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe. Like, I remember people saying we did it against. It did pretty much the identical ball to the Wednesday game, weren't it last season? It was. Um, yeah. And I remember there, uh, a few fans, a few Wednesday fans were saying he didn't mean it. Well, no. you know, there we go again. I mean, yeah. he did another one, didn't he, that just went out as well. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, I watch it again and it's like, who who thinks to do that? Yeah. And it's, I mean, that just, again, just speaks to like the the sort of tactical awareness and the relationships that we have within the team. He, I mean, as soon as he picks that ball up, he knows that Baldock is going to be running past their uh, left back. And Baldock knows if I go right now, Norwood's going to find me or try yeah. and find me. But yeah, so that pass goes, it goes in between their central midfielders and in the space between their left back and their left centre back. I mean, that's insane. It travels yeah. almost almost literally the full half length of a pitch. If you look where it starts from and where it ends up. And unfortunately, Baldock, you know, he can't can't make anything of it. It gets on the ball, but then it's... Uh, I yeah, it's blo- I think we just didn't get in the area quite as quick enough, did we, to, to catch up with that ball, if you know what I mean. I yeah. Think there weren't but, many options for him. I mean, that's breathtaking, frankly. I mean, yeah. it, again, it, you know, it's one of them, if Pogba does that, you know, everyone's like, that's why he's the greatest midfielder on the planet. Or maybe not so many people are going to be playing that these days. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was ridiculous. But I'm I'm just, uh, I, you know, I'm happy I'm happy for him as well. You know, this player that's, uh, you know, at the third attempt, um, yeah. 
getting a crack at the Premier League. Uh, and again, I, I said it last week, he looks like he's really enjoying it, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I mean, he's obviously the captain. Yeah. Uh, we're able to get him on the ball much more in the second half, I think, as you said. And Yeah. Yeah, he was just, uh, he was excellent. I think he had the most ball recoveries for United as well, which is generally what he does, playing that sort of uh, slightly deeper role of the of the midfield three. And yeah, it's great to see. I mean, I I, um, I finally finished Danny Hall's book this week. Actually. Yeah, I did as well, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. There's some good insight into, I guess, why Norwood hasn't had a chance at the Premier League level before. I mean, it sounds like he was just in a. I mean, what was it? It was uh, Brighton got promoted, didn't they? And I think he yeah. was in a slightly bad. Uh, he had some. I think his wife was having quite a rough pregnancy. He said. Yeah, and, I think that's um, right. Yeah, a few personal issues anyway. Yeah, so he was he was living away from her from home. Uh, that was going on. So he, he said. He just, I think he. I think his exact words, you know, he just wasn't in a, a good place mentally. Yeah. And then he went out on loan to Fulham, uh, did very well, and that helped him, you know, get everything sorted. Uh, and his, his wife's now absolutely fine, wife and kid, I think. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, when Fulham got promoted, he goes back to Brighton and he's completely out in the cold. So Yeah, yeah. He, said, didn't he? he weren't even allowed to train with them, were he, or anything? Yeah, and then he was also saying, you know, the, he was having offers from other teams and Brighton were like, no, it's not enough. Yeah. And I was like, well, what am I doing here? So, yeah, it's, it's we nice. We very nearly lost out to him, didn't we, by all accounts? Uh, obviously, Hull City were really close to signing him. Mm. And you well, wonder how things would have gone if that would have happened. I mean, I don't want to think about it. but <laughs> No, it's a, it's a good sliding doors question, that one. Yeah, because um, at the time it, we were bottom of the league as well, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a good, uh, yeah, definitely kick-started our season, him signing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's here. He looks every bit a Premier League central midfielder um, based on these first two games. And, uh, yeah, you love to see it. Quick break to talk about the Denblades fanzine, sponsor of the podcast, this is a fanzine written, designed, and published by Blades for Blades, much like this podcast itself, actually. Uh, the annual is out now. You can get it from denblades.co.uk. And uh, as someone who's read it cover to cover over the weekend, uh, I can tell you it's absolutely worth your time. It's focused on the experience of watching Sheffield United away from home, contains anecdotes and memories from games great and terrible, all told by some extremely talented and creative Blades. Uh, there's an article by former United midfielder Nick Montgomery, and a personal favourite article is the Fulham Monty, which is the tale of 200 blades on a boat on the Thames for an away trip to Craven Cottage, written by local journalist Liz Burns. Uh, you can get the annual from denblades.co.uk, and you can now actually pick it up from the Albion pub on London Road too, so definitely recommend that one. And now, back to the pod. I think probably we should also just quickly talk about Luke Freeman's performance. I mean, I, I am I am Luke Freeman fan club founder for Sheffield United. <laughs> Dream come true seeing him in red and white striped shirt. For, well, not a Stevenage one, a United one. Stevenage playing red and white stripes? I yeah, I think it's, it's, not, it's not stripes, is it? I think it's yeah. just red and white tops. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Just, um, you know, as he, as he said, Fleck going off possibly possibly helped us a little bit. Not yeah, I agree. Not like, but yeah, he, he just looks great, doesn't he? Like, just such a really exciting, talented player. I just like how he runs with it because it takes so much pressure off the defence and not just an attacking... Obviously, you look at him running and you think of him as an attacking player, but he might... Fleck does it, obviously, as well, running with the ball, but we haven't really got many players like that. And just no. for him to do that and having that confidence just to run with it. And I love that, what you mentioned earlier, with that little pass he did to... Um, little chip pass to Robinson. Because... Mm. He sort of didn't even look up. It just sort of, you know, it was just brilliant how he did it. Yeah, and he's not like a headless chicken runner with the ball either. You oh, know, no, not, no. He's not running to blind alleys. I mean, this is, you know, he's one of our more experienced signings. I think he's 27, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's obviously, he's played a lot of football. He's, he's always, yeah, for like the last seven or eight years, he's been the main man for whichever team he's been playing for. So yeah. he's a smart player. Um, and well, you can eight out of the 11 that. yesterday who started all got released by Premier League clubs. And obviously he's one of them. He started off at Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So yeah. all these players coming up, I, we said it before the season, that they're just finally getting that chance. You know, obviously Norwood's the standout one there. Mm. Um, and they're finally getting that chance to show, you know, that they are Premier League players and so far they're taking it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other nice sort of moment, Jaggy Elke. Mm. Make, making his return that was that was nice wasn't it it was, it was uh, yeah I mean I, I didn't think I'd be sort of that bothered about it but when he, when he came on that night we just 
My mate, though, as soon as he came on, the applause had died down. He said he better not handball it. But <laughs> 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 you imagine that? <laughs> no, I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really nice moment. And I thought he, he did what he did, didn't he? He was solid as ever. Yeah, there was uh, it was a couple. He won a couple of challenges, didn't he? I mean, there was, was that one I men- mentioned that led to the the Basham recovery moment. But yeah, I think that was yeah. a good play from them. To be fair, yeah, might well be a good play. Yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, for, I mean, the, the only other thing I kind of wanted to mention was just this kind of squad depth feeling now. And I mean, I mean, let's. I don't know what the injury is to Fleck. I mean, it, it seemed like he'd done it after he had a shot, which kind of yeah. suggests like a hamstring or something. I didn't think it was going to come off. It didn't seem, mm. you know, it seemed innocuous, really. But I mean, let's uh, say. Th- I, yeah, my, my guess is it was like a bit of a precautionary thing because, mm-hmm. yeah, as you say, it didn't seem like he was in immediate distress or anything. But, I mean, let's just say we were without Fleck for like six weeks. Suddenly that doesn't look like such a big deal, whereas last season it really that, would have been. Yeah, that, I mean, remember when West Ham were linked with him and they had the thought and we were thinking there is oh, no God, one in yeah. that squad to replace him. He weren't even having the best seasons at that point, but it mm. was just what you gave us. And now you look at Osborne, you look at Freeman, and, and that's just two of them. Yeah, and same with Robinson. I mean, all right, we we see now he's not actually injured, but if he was injured, it's like, well, you know, maybe McBurney gets a chance now to start, yeah. or maybe Musay comes in, or Billy Sharp sat on bench. Maybe that fellow Billy Sharp. I mean, I, <laughs> he hasn't done much for us lately, I suppose, but no. maybe he deserves a little bit of a run out. <laughs> we, I thought we, we might bring him on yesterday, actually, um, but obviously that sort of injury or whatever it was with Robinson, I think that sort of forced his hand a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought he was ready to come on, actually. Yeah, this is it. He was running up and down, weren't he, for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw him take his training top off, but then um, obviously not. He didn't actually get on. I, yeah, I think it made it made sense to bring... Uh, oh, Jeff definitely, Yelko, yeah, I agree yeah. with the change. And then you get Basham just uh, doing his chase-the-ball effort in midfield, which is, <laughs> I'm always a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, it's a free role, isn't it, in midfield? Like, yeah. sort of a free defensive role. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just so good to see. Yeah. Um, I thought it might be interesting just to just to do a little bit of nitpicking in terms of, like, can we be, just just in terms of, like, you know, areas for improvement, can we can we be hypercritical and uh, just, just pick a couple of things that we think are areas that we'd like to see improve? I mean... The obvious one for me is McGoldrick, I think, and these chances. Yeah. Yeah, I've wrote that down as the top one. and Obviously, we've covered it, really, but he gives us so much, but that's two really big chances now, which could have cost us if, you know, obviously, we we could have even maybe won against Bournemouth last week, but, yeah, that is two chances. He is going to have to start taking them, especially with the backup and, you know, the people pushing him and things. Yeah, it's just it's just whether that his overall contribution kind of outweighs That's it. the missed yeah. chances. It's just such an odd thing to say about a striker. But then it's the know, opposite to Billy Sharp. <laughs> yeah, but then all our players play like uh, completely opposite positions anyway. Don't yeah, we? the only thing we don't do is a goalkeeper up front occasionally. Yeah, well, um, he did go up, didn't he, against Bristol City last season as well? So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Henderson probably could have come out and had a had a quick look in midfield just, <laughs> yeah. just to liven up his afternoon. Um, it was nice to see him back as well, actually. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, after after the summer of. Well, I was pretty sure he was going to sign all the way through the summer, but yeah, it was good to start. finally uh, finally see him. Well, it just all it all looked very familiar and uh, mm. like we'd never been away, really, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all the talk of like you know we we signed nine new players, ten new players, and stuff, and only one of them played, didn't they? Again, yeah, definitely. Um, one other sort of uh, nitpicking, I guess. Uh, Bulldog got in a bit of an altercation, yeah. which I've not seen again, and I didn't have a very good view of. Did you see? Yeah, this? I did. Uh, it's one. Of, his studs are slightly high. I'd have been really disappointed to being sent off, but at the same time, it sh- I think it was a bit silly from him. I think he something had happened just before that what had wound Baldock up, and I think he went in. I think it was just you know still thinking about that as he went in. I, yeah. It would have been harsh to send him off. I don't think there's going to be real complaints, but yeah, we're a little bit dangerous. So the ball had gone, had gone, or was going out for a goal kick. Yeah, we were attacking, weren't we? And yeah, it, and he like, just sort of dived in, sort of jumped in. Yeah, and the uh, the Palace player got up very unhappy, and he got booked as well for uh, reacting, I suppose. Um, yeah, Freeman as well kind of lunged into one, which I don't think was a yellow card that he got in terms of like he didn't actually make contact. He wasn't. 
it was a bit of a 50-50, really. And yeah. I, I don't think either player touched each other, but somehow they ended up with a they ended up with a free kick and he ended up with a yellow card. Mm. <clears throat> There's just things like that where I think, like, you could see them getting sent off for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's an idiot, but Adrian Dora mentioned last week um, about how robust we were and some of those challenges might get caught out on the Premiership. And to be fair, he's probably right. I, you know, we've already seen, obviously, with the, the free kicks have been given and things. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a couple of sendings off this season. <laughs> yeah, just think, like, oh, just, just, just watch that. Because, yeah, that, that could be the difference between three points and no points in yeah, certain games, yeah. I suppose. Um I have one more thing actually, which is not related to the the players. Can we use this damn scoreboard to actually show some like information about who's coming on and who's coming off? Do you not like the adverts? <laughs> I don't like the adverts. This has done my head in for a couple of seasons now, but particularly yesterday, it's so loud I can't hear the announcer. I have no idea who's coming on for yeah. Palace or who's yeah, gone off. Yeah, it is. It's, re- it's really badly done. That I mean, obviously it comes up for the man of the match, the Twitter poll thing, and all that. They, they they're really big on that. But like you say, something as simple as substitution, just just put it on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's probably more useful in the Championship where I don't, you know, there's a bit less sort of face recognition value, yeah. if you like. Of, of I think when Aguero's coming on, you're not going to be able to check. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But yeah, I, I, like Wh- Connor Wickham, I only sort of uh, only knew that was him because loads of people were suddenly going, "Oh, he used to play for Wednesday, didn't he?" Yeah, um, I'm not totally sure he touched the ball, and yeah, I think no, pretty, no, I don't think he did. A, a pretty, pretty poor Premier League attacker, anyway. To be honest, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things that I think need improving. Um, if you, if we're moaning about the scoreboard, then things are going pretty well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We're not moaning about uh, card only. Yeah. Services or the fact that the toilets are now basically just a smoking area. Oh, is that I didn't see that myself actually. Is that everyone <laughs> just yeah right? Yeah, it's like like being in an away game basically. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, not to not to spend too long talking about going to the toilet, but yeah, it's it's basically take a take a deep breath before you go in because you're gonna right. passively inhale a lot of cigarette smoke. But there you go. Um, yeah, there we go. We're unbeaten. Two played two, one one drawn one. That's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds good. Could yeah. change on Saturday because uh, <laughs> Leicester, I think, I've watched them yesterday. I was really impressed me. Did you watch that game? Uh, I was only half watching it because I was uh, watching England try and beat Australia. Um, yeah. I, I don't mean physically beat them because we seem to have <laughs> done that the other day, but unfortunately, it <laughs> couldn't happen. But yeah, let's uh, let's finish up by talking about uh, talking about Leicester then. So yeah, I mean, this one definitely is a, uh, a, a proper test, I think. Um, I mean, I... I picked Leicester in our preseason predictions to actually make the top six, and I, you know, I'd, I'd stick by that to be honest. They looked far better, I thought, than Chelsea yesterday. Certainly after the first twenty minutes, Chelsea come flying out of the blocks, and you know, mm. they're uh, a good team. I, I think they've just got some really good players. I mean, you know, I said that about Palace last week that they have some good players as well, but Leicester have a lot more good players. Yeah, um, particularly in attack, I think. Um, you know, in, indeed, he's good in central midfield. But uh, Tielemans is excellent. Mm. Uh, Chowdhury's, you know, it looks like he's developing into a, a proper decent uh, defensive midfielder. Madison, our old buddy from Norwich, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? He's going to yeah, be, uh, yeah. He's, he's, be he's ne- come on leaps and bounds on it in the last two seasons. To be fair. Oh yeah, he's at, he is quality. Um, there were Harvey Barnes as well. He causes some problems, didn't he, last year? Yeah, Barnes is good. Uh, Perez, the guy who signed from Newcastle, is good. Obviously, Vardy's... Uh, yeah, they're a very good side. They, they really are. I'd, I'd be delighted with the point, to be honest. I think I would as well, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes, because, again, they... So they did this at Chelsea, and I'm not sure they'll show us the same level of respect, but they started Chowdhury and Ndidi, who are both kind of defensive midfielders. So I don't know if they'll have somebody like... Um, to me, it was sort of... They sort of realised after 20 minutes or half an hour that... Hang on, Chelsea aren't really that good. Like, <laughs> let's yeah, get Ch- into them. Chelsea are playing really, really open from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I watched them against Man U, and all right, that was that was the most lopsided or, or unfair four nil result I've seen since uh, since United lost four nil to Scunthorpe. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I've got some breaking news by the way. Come on, Sky. Sheffield United wing back George Baldock signs new contract summer of two thousand twenty. So we've actually got some breaking news at last. Well, yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's great. When, yeah. when is the, when's the contract run to? Uh, it's 2022. Nice. I think that's well earned. Yeah, I, definitely. Um, After that performance yesterday, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, I think he started the season really well. I mean, yeah, we you know we talk up his his kind of physical attributes as 
you know, being able to go one on one with Zahar and um, players like that and stand up to him. And yeah, yeah, definitely saw that yesterday. Um, so yeah, with Leicester, I'm interested to see how it goes in terms of um, are they are they going to attack us more? Or are they going to hope to? Uh, counter-attackers in the it way It seems that... like every team in the Premiership is a counter-attacking team, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does to an extent, certainly the outside the top six. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. It should, I, mean, I think... They watched our game yesterday, and I've got a few quotes, and um, someone said, they were quite complimentary and all, someone said, really impressed with their performance against Palace, didn't give them a sniff and hounded Zahar out, uh, expect them to do the same, or try the same with Madison. Mm. And another one said, um, I'm actually slightly worried about this game. They play very similar formation to Wolves, and they haven't managed to outplay us a fair bit. Hmm. Um, and then someone said, blah, 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 they're a pretty solid team, uh, and they work as a team. But if we perform anything like we did in the second half yesterday, we should get the three points. I think that's fair enough, to be fair. Yeah, no, I, I think so as well. Uh, they don't seem to be missing Maguire, particularly. Uh, I think they you... would, to be fair. I mean, they made a mistake yesterday, obviously, but yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was all on Indeedy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just Indeedy. Um, yeah, Italian. The, uh, this, <laughs> I don't know, let's just come right out and say it, this incredibly handsome Turkish central defender they have <laughs> looks decent. So Yun Chu, I looked up his pronunciation earlier, saying, I'm pretty slack on pronunciations. On I'm awful. Absolutely yeah. awful, yeah. Yeah, uh, So Yun Chu, uh, Leicester's newspaper tells me. Right, um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Lovely, this uh, lovely bit of skill being uh, tweeted by. I don't know if you saw this. He send, sends Mount for a pie with a nice dummy on the yeah, side. Yeah, um, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, scoops it over another player to um, to Chowdhury, I think it was. Um, but yeah, he, he seems like he's. I mean, he played played a little bit for them last season as well. I think, but uh, he seems to have settled in very well. Johnny Evans, I'm always slightly surprised, is still a Premier League footballer. Mm. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I sort of subconsciously conflate him with um, John O'Shea, who. I've always been surprised was a Premier League footballer. <laughs> but apparently Johnny Evans is good. I, this is one thing I'm kind of blind to. Yeah, I think though... Arsenal were after him a couple of seasons ago, just before he moved to Leicester. Uh, they were? Yeah. Uh, I... I think he's one of those just a solid centre-half, isn't he? I think that's the... Yeah. You know, he's taking over that Wes Morgan role, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Morgan on the bench for them yesterday. Um yeah, I think I think if we get a point out of that game and we have five points from our first three games, I'm, I'll I'm be delighted. I think I am tomorrow's going to be sorry. Tomorrow, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's going to be one of the toughest games of the season. I think these, as you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they broke into the top six. And we're talking about at least the top seven or eight best teams in the league. Yeah, I think definitely. it's the top six, and you've got Wolves and Leicester. We're realistically probably going to push for that top six. Yeah, uh, and Leicester don't have the uh, the burden of the Europa League. Uh, exactly, yeah. Do. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel good about that pick, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a, a real test. I don't... Unlike the previous two games, um, these are a team that we will not be competing with to stay in the division, no. if, you, if you get me. like These are going to be you know comfortably in the top half of the Premier League, at, at the very least. So um, yeah, I think if we get anything out of this, it'll be a bonus. Yeah, you know, not not to be defeatist here. It's just trying to you know basically manage expectations. And then yeah, I mean we have... we've obviously got Leicester and Chelsea next. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be overly disappointed if we don't get anything. This that's obviously the next big game, Southampton, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, it's, but you uh, never know. Who knows? No. You know, we're obviously going to be going in on a high, aren't we? And the defense has been absolutely brilliant for years. <laughs> so who knows? And, uh... Yeah, as I say, keep teams to zero and one. You know, we're going to get some chances, yeah. and uh, it's just about if we stick them away. Um, just one final thing, actually, just, just before we uh, just to wrap up. Ollie Norwood retired from international football mm. today. You see that? Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Um, he's only 28, isn't he? He is only 28. He's, he's actually younger than I thought Norwood. I thought he was already, for some reason, I thought he was already like uh, about to turn 30. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a surprise. I've seen it reported as he wants to focus on club football. Um, that's not actually mentioned in his statement that is on mm. United's website. So I don't know if that's a inference by the media. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he, uh, he pulled out of a few squads last season, didn't he? Yeah. And um, they were never real. They were just personal reasons, which we all thought after were because of the hernia, didn't we, I think? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's good for us, I think. Yeah, it is, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted from a personal point of view. I'm just quite surprised that... Obviously, being that young, he's pulled out. I, don't, mm. I can't really get my head around it. Yeah, but maybe he just thinks, uh, well, I'm a Premier League footballer at last. Uh, I don't want to, you know, this is 
maybe yeah he just thinks this is the the peak of what i can achieve in the game of football is is like being a good premier league player that that's where i want to i want to be known for that's where i want to focus all my efforts i suppose he's already achieved the biggest goal to a degree that northern Ireland, you know getting to the european championships a couple of seasons ago uh, a couple of years ago should i say and it doesn't look like they're going to qualify for the World Cup, does it? With the, the groups, I think they've got Germany and Holland, aren't they, in their group, something like oh, that? Have they? Uh, yeah, it's a t- it's really difficult group. So I'm wondering if he's looked at it and thought, I've achieved what I can there. Yeah, maybe. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's good for us. I think that he's uh, not going to be off getting injured playing against whoever. Um, yeah. Any a- idea when Scotland squad comes out? I don't actually. When is the next international break? Because there used to be one like almost immediately after the start. Of the it's season, after right? the Chelsea game. Oh, right, okay. Who are they even playing, Scotland? I have no idea. Uh, no, no idea. I just, uh, mind you, Fleck might be injured anyway now. I'm just wondering if they, now he's a Premier League player, will they get a, a call up? You know? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, if we're going to have uh, a few more internationals this season, I suppose. Aren't yeah. we? I know the four uh, Irish lads have been called up, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, is McBurney a stalwart of the Scotland side? I think he's got seven caps, so. Right. They hate him, don't they? I think Scotland for some reason. Well, so. <laughs> Yorkshire's McBurney. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, mate. All right. So yes, a uh, great, um, a great start to the season. I mean, I, I think yes, we kind of justifiably looked at these first few games and were like, this is an opportunity to get some points on the board, but to actually go ahead and do it is uh, is another thing, I suppose. So yeah, what, overall feelings on the start to the season so far? Delight, really delighted. I didn't. I'd have, I'd have taken three points to be fair out of those first two. Um, yeah. I think the the both sort of games. I said it earlier at a couple of podcasts ago that you sort of think, well, maybe we could get something here, which almost adds that little bit more pressure. And mm. to come out with it with four points, so you know, a draw away and a win at home, you can't ask for much more, really, can you? Than that? No, not really. I, I did. Yeah, th- there's been times when I've thought. Like I was kind of looking ahead almost and thinking, will I be looking back, going like, oh, you know, this slow, you know, say we'd had another slow start to the mm. season, and suddenly you're looking back at, you know, a home defeat to Palace and a, I don't know, say just a, a point at Bournemouth or a loss at Bournemouth, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, is are we going to rue that in a few months? But no, that point at in- Bournemouth looks better, obviously, with them beating Villa as well, because I think yeah. Bournemouth are better at home, aren't they, than they are away? So mm. that's you know that's that looks a better point already. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, four points in the bag. On we go. Uh, first Saturday game, Saturday 3pm home kickoff, I should say. Yeah. Next week. Already looking forward to it. Should be good. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. People can check you out at Panchero and roysviewfrom.com. That's correct, yeah. You've, you've, you've put some overtime in with your uh, view from the neutrals this week. Yeah, well, I've not really done anything. I've had a day off today off work and um, I've just been feeling sorry for myself having an hangover, uh, re-watching the United game about 400 times. And uh, so I posted something on the S2 forum about what Norwich fans were saying. And I thought, that's an interesting idea, just, you know, because obviously we were on TV. So it might, it's probably something I'll carry on doing every time we're on TV, because obviously everyone watches it, don't they? Super Sundays and what have you. So just to see what people are saying. I did one last year for the Wednesday game, uh, the nil-nil at home, where everyone just said Wednesday were appalling to <laughs> but uh, yeah so I'll probably keep doing it for the TV matches yeah good idea what was um, I meant to ask actually what was your favourite pre and post match um, Palace view from my favourite pre match one was these two the one one of them was uh, overlapping centre backs have a word these lot will get murdered <laughs> in the league our counter attack style should destroy them 8-2 it was a horror hat trick <laughs> which I loved and I also put Royal stop, put a stop to this be right away. Him and Ray are probably pissing themselves laughing watching Sheffield United highlights as we speak. <laughs> so yeah, and then after I like I, I've already said it. Our worst performance since promotion. They've just managed to win. They're fighting for survival. That's for sure. Oh, Which, uh, oh it's the way. It's a, just a beautiful bitterness of football fans when they've lost. <laughs> I know. I, I did mean, exactly what? the same after Bristol City last season. I walked out because oh, we lost to them, and obviously they, they played brilliant that day. But it's just yeah. that immediate sort of anger that you've got. It is, yeah. Wilder's done a, a deal with the devil that means everyone turns in their worst performance of the season. Yeah, well, let's hope Leicester fans are saying it next week. Yes, indeed. All right, good place to uh, wrap it up there, mate. Thanks, uh, thanks as always, for your time. And, uh, yeah, roll on Saturday. Can't wait. Yep. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>